we continue. Melachim Bet. We're on chapter 5. We continue the, the sagas of Elisha Hanavi. <clears throat> Elisha Hanavi, as we were analyzing yesterday, the sagas surrounding him are a little bit cryptic, a little bit difficult, but there seems to be order in all of them. We saw what was clearly a chiasm, which is whenever the beginning of a saga matches the end of a saga and they kind of reach to the middle in an apex at the top. And we saw how he starts his career in Israel um, as, the, as the successor to Eliyahu Navi with giving <clears throat> a, a woman more food and giving her oil. And he also cures the waters of Yericho that have been poisoned or that have not been, that are kill, that's killing people. And then at the end of his career, what does he do? He cures a poisoned lentil stew and he causes the 20 loaves of bread to serve 100 students in abundance, all in the miraculous and very similar. So there's some order in his stories, which clearly has a purpose. Um, I'm not, again, we had a little bit of trouble analyzing exactly what the purpose is. The one underlying theme is that Elisha is clearly a man of the people, who loves the people, who loves Israel. Unlike his predecessor, Eliyahu, who stopped the rains and caused people to suffer, Elisha is constantly trying to influence people for the good through giving them biracha, through giving them uh, a blessing. Okay, and that is Elisha's way of behaving. Okay, <clears throat> do they have... Um, Timeline of which kings Elisha serviced. Mm. No, that's unfortunate. They don't. But we know. We know. We know it's from. We're in uh, Yehoram right now. Yeah. We are in Yehoram right now. Okay, so he we know Elisha was around he didn't here. Serve when we started in Ahab. <coughs> <coughs> no? Yeah, but Eliyahu started. Eliyahu was in Ahab. No, that's what I'm saying. Elisha was the leader. With Yehoram. Yeah, so it's more like Ahaziah and Yehoram that Elisha is. Uh, presiding over. Okay, <clears throat> now we get to chapter five, which is a very interesting digression from from uh, the stories of Elisha's interactions with the Jewish people, because now he's going to have an interaction with non-Jewish people. Okay, chapter <clears throat> chapter five, pasuk aleph. By the way, also. Um, is a very famous phrase. And they ate and they had extra. That was the last pasuk of the previous chapter. They ate and they had extra as God said. Okay? Bezer um, HaShem should all eat and have extra in our parnasa in our lives. Amen. Chapter 5. Naaman was the tsar, was the um, was the army general of the king of Aram. He was a great man before his master. He was well respected on Sufanim. Aram, and through him, Naaman, did God give salvation to Aram. But he was a strong, valiant man, but also he was a Leper. Okay, can someone pull up on a map where Aram's kingdom was at the time of Elisha? I'm just curious to see. I know it's, I think it's to the northeast. I just don't know how large and 
how their kingdom compared to you know we had recent interactions with yeah, with Moab. Remember we had a, we had a rebellion, yeah. a fight against Moab recently. Mm-hmm. So I'm curious to see where Aram is in relation to Moab. And then we had Present Edom. Syria, northern Israel. So what about what about Moab at the same time? Present okay, so Aram is present day Syria, northern Israel. Moab is probably south of that, and then Edom is probably south of Moab. That's what I would guess. Kingdom of Israel here. Aram is like the kingdom of Damascus. Let's see what's going on. Moab is south. Amon, so Moab actually, is they're, south. Not border, they're not even bordering. You have Amon Wikipedia. in between. You have Amon and Israel. And then where's Edom? It's further south of Moab, right? It doesn't have it here. Okay, that's where it is. All right, beautiful. Next. Right. Aram went out one time when they were going in their brigades and they found a Jewish woman uh, and they captured her as a young girl and she became the maidservant to the wife of Naaman. Okay, so this Jewish girl well, became captured and they never freed her. She ended up just being enslaved in, in, uh, in uh, Aram. And she happened to be the maidservant of the wife of this leper, this general slash leper. So she says to her master, She says, Please bring uh, um, the master before the Navi that is in Israel in the Shomiron region. And then he will be able to get rid of his tzara'at. Okay, so who is this Jewish girl referring to as the Navi that's in Shomiron? Elisha. Elisha, must be. Okay, she says, so, so she knows of Elisha because she's Jewish. Mm-hmm. She was captured in war. She ends up in the house of Naaman, who's the general of Aram. He's in the, she's in the house of Aram, serving Aram's wife as a maidservant. She says to Aram's wife, to, sorry, to Naaman's wife, that I ha- we have this prophet in Israel, in Shomron, and if you bring your master to Naaman, if you bring him to Elisha, he's going to get rid of his sara'at. Joseph Elisha is like, he's the leader of the Jewish people at the time. Like, not the leader as in king, but like the religious leader. He's a religious leader. Of the and, and we saw so that in the way... he's always in Shomron and he's not in Yehuda? Eliyahu and Elisha, their primary focus was the Shomron. That's where all the difficulty was. I think they stayed where the action was. Okay. Yehuda wasn't as bad. They still must have a lot if you remember of whenever, whenever they went to war against Moab, Elisha said, if, if it wasn't for Yehuda, I wouldn't even be talking to you right now, king of Israel. Yeah. You know? So I think they stayed where they needed to be found. It's like when a rabbi tries to go to a community where there are issues as opposed to going to like a very firm community where everything is, you know, nice and good. All right. Pasuk Dalet. So he came and he spoke to his master. Naaman came and he spoke to the king of Aram, who is his king, because he's only a general. And he said, this is what the, wo- the girl that's from Eretz Israel said to my wife. Come to me or come over here and I will send a, a message to the king of Israel. And 
And then he went and he took a lot of, a, a big gift. He took 10 bars of silver and 6,000 pieces of gold and 10 changes of clothes. And he brought this message in a scroll to the king of Israel. And the, um, the message in the scroll said to the king that as soon as you receive this uh, scroll, you thereby know that I have sent to you Naaman, my servant, and please help him get rid of his sara'at. Because I know that you have a prophet in your midst who could potentially help him with his, with his sara'at. Now what's interesting about this, which I have very, very keen insight, is who are they trying to approach? King. No, they're trying to approach the Elisha. Oh. Who do they go to? They go to the king. Go to the king. Why would they do that? Brilliant point by Alex Israel in his book. He said, because in their societies, the kings control the Nevi'im. Oh, yes. In, in Am Israel, the Navi is only controlled by God. He doesn't have any subservience to the king. Right. So they didn't realize that. So they're like, okay, go tell your Navi to, to cure me. Right. As if, the, because in their... In their, in their societies, the Navi is just a tool for the king to maintain power. He doesn't actually have anything. Right? right? That's why uh, Paro goes and you know, We said the Navis uh, back then were like the media today, or like TikTok today. Even worse than TikTok. I mean, uh, TikTok's even worse than Navi. But. You have like uh, when Paro calls his uh, casters or his prophets as well. Right, He's right, right, right. Controls he controls says. them, exactly, exactly. Okay, so very, very fascinating point. Pasuk Zayin, Then whenever the king of Israel reads the book, what do you think his reaction is going to be? Yeah. He rips his clothes. And he says, God, am I the one who's able to put people to death and bring people back to life? How in the world do I fulfill this requirement? How am I going to get this guy's sarat gone? And what? Once I get this sarat, if I don't get his sarat away, they're going to come and kill me. So he tears his clothes and he's terrified. And he thinks that they basically just asked the king of Israel to do something impossible just to find a reason to, um, fight. to fight against him. It's what the Germans in World War II also, by the way, <coughs> whenever they faked, like they took some guy that they didn't like, a German guy that they didn't like, and they made it look like Poles... Uh, slaughtered him in cold blood, and they say, "What? They killed the German? It's called it's called conquered Poland." And when they conquered Poland, so it's like a classic move. Okay, so he's telling me to do the impossible, and then I'm going to try to do the impossible. I'm going to fail. And I was like, "Oh, you failed! Time to off with your head. Let's go kill the Jews." Okay, that's what the king of Israel thinks is going to happen. Pasuket. So when Elisha hears the news that the king of Israel rent his clothes, he said, "Why did he sent to the king and he said, why did you tear your clothes? Let him come to me and he will know that there is a Navi in Israel. So then Amman comes with his horse and his chariot and he stands at the entrance of the house of Elisha. Now why does he come with his horse and with his chariot? And why does it point that out? Probably because, in, again, once again in their societies they think that, that it's, for them it's all a charade, it's all a game. So he comes to show like he's an honorable man so the Navi actually cares about him because maybe I could, the Navi could get something out of me. Right, mm-hmm. meaning he's trying to show that I'm a respected man, so the Navi sees, ooh, there's money to be made here. Mm-hmm. Right? So because in their societies, the Navim are all in They're it's a business pay. for them, it's for pay. So he wants to make himself look like respected. So he comes to Elisha and this respected thing, and he says, Cure me, I'm, I can make you a wealthy man. 
Okay, we'll see what um, Elisha says to him tomorrow. Uh, on Pasuk Yud. Baruch Amen. 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 Amen.